Do you ever wonder why some podcasts are so successful? Do you wish that you could replicate the success of some of the top podcasts? So do we. And we believe there is no harm in asking. So we're questioning everything about how podcasts are produced, hosted, and monetized. This is No Harm in Asking. I'm Eric Byron. And I'm Michael Kerr. Always happy to share my opinion. We review podcasts and look for clues to why some make it big. And some don't make it at all. This week, we'll be reviewing The Lucky Titan with Josh Tapp. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration. All right, Michael. I think this week, I want to focus on two things as we kind of go through this this review with Josh Tapp and the Lucky Titan podcast. So uh, I have a question because there's no harm in asking, right? Would you rather be too prepared or underprepared, right? When you go into a, a podcast interview. And I also think we want to really talk about the format of the trailer. This guy's got a really interesting format. He did something that we haven't seen before. So, so that's kind of my, uh, my teaser, if you will, for this uh, episode. We'll be talking about this. So we, we picked an episode. Which one did we pick for him? Yes. So the episode we will be discussing is the Lynn Whitbeck episode from uh, May of this year. Selling straight from your podcast with Lynn Whitbeck. So why this one? What was interesting particularly about this episode for our review? I would say this probably didn't fit exactly the style that, um, that Josh tends to go with, simply because it, what's interesting is he brought this woman on who's obviously a sales expert, and then he um, spins it in such a way to ask her questions about how he should better sell his business. And you know this leads, I think, to an interesting thing because when if you choose to do this, the belief is that people maybe understand what this business is all about, what his business is all about. And Josh has, I think, a number of businesses on the table. He's obviously got this podcasting business that he does. And I think he also does some marketing. So I wasn't quite clear on which business he was referring to. And also I was confused about exactly how does Josh's business make money? What's it all about? I would have liked to have seen a little bit of a, of a you know, not necessarily a deep dive, but he should have explained his business again so that people understand what exactly yeah, so that is, is he's a, selling. Yeah, that's a fair point because he did kind of assume that we understood what his business was. That's right. And, and his business is actually promoting podcasts. So right, he's a marketing guy and he has right. this business called Podcast Multipliers. Yeah. Right. And he helps other podcasters promote their podcast by taking an episode and generating content that they can use uh, for digital marketing from an episode. Mm -hmm. Right. They call it multipliers because they say they can take one episode and generate 30 uh, pieces of content that you can then use. And it's a blog article and, you know, all these other little sound bites and, and pieces, but they, they take one episode and they generate a bunch of content you can use to promote it. 30 types of promotions. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. So, um, so I'm going to bring something up if, if that is fully what, uh, what his business is all about. 
But it does raise an interesting point, which is, again, how much do you go into the background of every single business um, if you're going to do an entrepreneurship podcast? And in my opinion, you really have to lay out, you know, what these businesses are. You know, I need to, un- I should understand exactly what Lynn Whitbeck's, you know, business is all about. We listened to some other ones, uh, Tamika Ori, I think that had a business, um, was one of the ones I listened to. And again, right. I would have really liked to have seen a really you know, a much deeper dive into this business, you know, what this business does, how it originated, how the money's made. And then once I have that foundation, then I'm, you know, prepared to listen to the, to the speaker. Um, but yeah. I didn't think he, he didn't, he didn't do that in my opinion well enough. So I was left kind of hanging. I was trying to follow along with how she would give recommendations into this particular podcast um, without having a good enough understanding of what his business was all about. So I, I was a little bit, I was a little bit disappointed there. I know there's some other podcasts we've listened to the, my first million guys, you know, just come to, to sort of bubble up to the top as guys that really dive deep into, you know, ask really, you know, deep, deep, deep questions on um, how this business works and where the money come from, you know, comes from. Um, I, I just think that's paramount if you're going to try and pull this off, especially since the, the, the podcast, he had time, like, you know, I think this, this podcast was not long, right? Right. Um, 20 minutes, maybe. Yep. Yeah. You know, he, he could have easily spent uh, five to eight minutes on deep diving into her business before he went and decided to do uh, what he did, which was a very unique thing, which was he spun it in such a way to say, hey, Lynn, why don't you give me advice, sales <laughs> advice on my own business? But without that foundation of what his business was, uh, I struggled to yeah. keep up. And I think in his defense, I, I think that he did that because it was the business he's most familiar with himself. So yeah. he had clear things he wanted advice on. And I didn't think it was bad. I thought his examples were fairly good. Although, again, I did go in with an understanding of what his business was. So, by the way, that's how I first heard about this podcast was they approached me Josh and his one of his partners both approached me about promoting our podcast <laughs> for us, right? So, uh, so that's how I heard about it, and they pointed me to the Lucky Titan. And when they realized that we were doing podcast reviews, they actually asked me if I would do this review. So I didn't do it because they asked. I, you know, or suggested to you that we do it because they asked, but because I thought there was this one really interesting element. In, in listening to him. And that is this, and we've talked a lot about preparing, right? And how we really encourage uh, hosts to prepare, do their research, know who their guest is and collaborate, make sure you've had you know, enough discussion ahead of time around what are you gonna talk about that uh, you know how to guide this discussion and really get the, the value out of it for your audience. And I think that, that Josh does this very, very well, almost, and this is the discussion I want to have is, I think he does it too well with some of these guests. And I think Lynn was an example of it. There was another one, uh, Jay Johnson, where I thought it really came through that it sounded like they had prepared these questions ahead of times and the guests had prepared their answers ahead of time. And he just kind of went down the list. He asked yeah. a question they knew was coming. And they gave the answer they had prepared for that question. Now, Lynn and Jay and, you know, Tamika were all very 
good qualified people to speak on these things. And so their answers were good, which is why I almost feel guilty about maybe criticizing him for being overly prepared um, or kind of coming off as a bit scripted because I thought the answers were good. But I also you know, appreciate your point that in this one with Lynn uh, Whitbeck, you, you seem to be talking about his business. He was asking for advice about his business, but he didn't give us much information. Right. He assumed that we are all listeners who've been listening all along and know what he does, um, which doesn't seem like a good assumption. <laughs> right. This is a poor assumption. I think it's as a podcaster, you assume that everybody's been following you for weeks and months and you know years, right? They know everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're all, ja you know, we're all Josh, you know, fanboys, and, uh, you know, we've been, we've been, but you really have to take this as if this is every episode is, is, is got a new, got a new listener and you've got to cater to that listener. I think you're going to, you know, you don't want to turn off the, the first time listener, right? That's yep. the worst thing you can do. You know, you've already got the old, the admiral, you know, the fans are already there, right? I don't think they're going to be turned off. If you talk about dive deep into, you know, the particular thing that you're trying yeah. to dive deep into, even if it's your own business, give them that background information, um, you know, do it again. He's got lots of time. He's not doing one hour podcast and the timeframes that he's got are different, right? Some are 20, yeah. some are 40. So it's not like, you know, it's not like he's trying to, you know, cut it off at 20 minutes or hit something, you know, the time is there. No, I really admire Josh. I, I think it takes an enormous amount of courage to, you know, right out of university, hang up your entrepreneurial shingle. He's um, got a young wife. Um, I tend to tell young people, if you are, you know, if you marry young, entrepreneurship is not for you, right? You should not, you know, you should- <laughs> It's a tough life. Should, yeah, it's a tough life. So if you've lucked out on the love angle, you should get a job, right? And, you know, <laughs> have young, have your kids young, go get a job, live, you know, live a happy life. And, you know, you've already found, you know, luck in that sense. Um, yeah. Now, maybe. Well, it sounds like he's got a very understanding wife. I, I know um, we haven't talked yet about this other aspect in the, his, his trailer thing, but um, I did listen to all of his, his first four episodes where most people would do a trailer or like we did uh, an, an episode zero, we yeah. called about us, right? He did a four part one hour of content called his origin story. Oh, I'm going to listen um, to that. I, I, yeah, I yeah. You, you should go back and listen to it at some right. point. It's very interesting. It really does give the backstory on him. Okay. He's extremely transparent. And, you know, you, you come out of it just kind of liking him for being so open and honest about his, you know, early failures and trying to be an entrepreneur. And he's, uh, yeah, he just puts it all out there. And you realize, too, that when he started this podcast, he was basically coming off of a whole series of failures. You know, he had not really been successful at anything yet. So he didn't do this podcast to say, oh, look at me. I'm the expert. I'm going to tell you how this is done. He started this podcast basically to say, I want to learn and I'm taking you along on the ride. Right. So so he was going to go out and find these people and talk with them about how they've been successful. What have they done and find those uh, what he calls the lucky entrepreneurs. Right. The original name of the podcast was the lucky entrepreneur. He then later changed it to the lucky Titan. And I'll comment on that, too, because for me, um, when I saw the title, the lucky Titan, I was a little confused 
So it's this business entrepreneur thing. He's clearly a focus on marketing from what I could tell, you know, from just my initial interactions with him and his partner there on the business. Uh, this was clearly about promotion and marketing. So why the lucky Titan? The Titan, right, is kind of a, a god, right? The the Greek yep. gods, right? We're called Titans, and and so you talk about a Titan of industry, right? These are the most successful kind of people. I didn't get why he called it the lucky Titan, right? Is he suggesting that you know there's just a certain amount of luck involved in this, and you know you become a Titan by luck? Um, not at all. But again, this goes back to that comment earlier about assuming people have been following your podcast kind of know why you call it the lucky Titan. Um, because in the original ones, the very early in the series, he does explain that his, his kind of principle here is that the best of the best make their own luck. And in the early ones, and I've, I've actually got the clip of him saying this, right? He talks about um, making your own luck. And that was a, a key to the show. Our whole phrase, everything that we stand by is make your own luck. So, yeah, so the, the, the podcast goes all the way back to May of, of 2019. It airs twice a week on Mondays and Wednesdays uh, is when he publishes. And he's got over 260 episodes at this point. So, so he's been at this for a while. Yeah, he deserves a lot of credit. I mean, as we, as you and I know, you know, to pump out uh, a podcast twice a week takes um, a lot of work. So I have a lot of admiration for this guy. And if he's been doing it for three years, when he just got out of, of university and, you know, both you and I, we love the build in public um, concept. You know, we, yeah, we think that's... this is the way, this is the only way to do it. I know that, that uh, Josh is a Mormon. I think that is a bonus because it, I think him and his wife are, you know, in it together, right? That's kind of what okay. it is. You know, I, good, I know good family other, values there. I know some other Mormons yeah. and who have, who are, are doing it in the entrepreneur space. I think that family loyalty really, really helps. You know, you know that your wife is going to stick it out with you for the long haul. Yeah. And that goes a really, really long way. So, yeah. you know, I so wish by the them, way, there were a couple of things about this guy that really resonated with me and why I think I like him also. First of all, one of the very first things he, he says about himself is he's a huge Avengers fan. <laughs> Gotta love him. <laughs> you know, right there. I mean, you, you know, if, if he'd actually said he was like a Boston Red Sox fan, you know, then, you know, he's like my best friend. But right. he's an Avengers fan. That was cool. I like that. But also, I like the fact that, like us, right? This podcast is exactly the same kind of thing, right? We said, we don't have the answers. Right. We're out looking for the answers and we want to take you along on the ride, right? And this is exactly the same kind of format, the attitude he went into this podcast with. He's now 260 episodes in, right? And I think it's interesting um, to watch the evolution, if you will, there. And, and I certainly, as I started to listen to some of these podcasts, I thought, yeah, there's stuff I can learn from these podcasts and the kind of guests he's having on, the questions he's asking, the answers they're giving are good advice, even when you're as old and gray as we are uh, doing this. So I like his business, really. You know, I like the fact that he's producing content from podcasts and using it across social media. Obviously, you know, we need that. Um, so that <laughs> sounds do. like that sounds like a completely legitimate business. I'm a big fan. It's interesting, though, that if that's what he does, that he's chosen not to take 
a tidbit from that podcast and put it at the front. So we are big fans of the hook, right? We talk right. about the hook. And yet to me, the hook is almost always the most important thing. So I'd like to see a clip of, you know, Lynn or Ray or Tamika at the beginning, giving their best advice to get me in there and go, oh yeah, I'm going to listen to the full 20 or 40 minutes of this podcast. In yeah. theory, if he's an expert on picking out the, the best content, then he should be showcasing the fact that he knows how to do this. And that, that tidbit, that gem of wisdom should be, you know, he should be able to pick that out and he should be moving that into the beginning of the, of the podcast so that, um, you know, that I stick it out throughout uh, the whole thing. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think his assumption is, again, whether we're making good assumptions or bad assumptions, I don't know. I think his assumption there is that the profile, the bio of his guests is enough to hook you. That you well, just you look at that, that expertise. You say that. No, I read one of the bios. It didn't make any sense. It was completely different. <laughs> I think I stopped reading the bios after the one. Uh... He does an episode with his brother. Maybe he just I'm calls confused. it a special one. That one, um, in my notes, actually, I said, I think the description is a mistake. Yes. I read the whole thing. I go, well, I don't know what these guys talking about. So uh, he, he kind of lost me on the on the write up. Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I agree. For, I'm trying to find my note on that one. Uh, yes, Ray Tap. Yeah, the description makes it sound like it's it's some form of storytelling thing. And uh, at, in my note to myself was, I wouldn't normally even listen to a podcast episode with such a vague description. <laughs> but because I was doing this review and this was clearly a family member, I thought, oh, what's he going to do here? Because, right, so we've seen this problem before, right, where you get that kind of locked in problem of it's really a bad episode but it's my brother i can't not publish it right so um so i was wondering if it was going to be kind of one of those interestingly i, I thought the podcast episode itself wasn't terrible um in, in terms of like this is a you should throw this away uh, i thought they had a very interesting discussion it was really and i understand why he called it special because it's yeah. not the kind of thing he normally does there but the episode description had no basis for it at all. And it was also a classic case where you were just talking about the hook. He really needed to, at the beginning of that episode, tell us that where he's going with this discussion is to try and convince his brother to launch a podcast, that he can use a podcast to promote this new business angle. So that was like, that's the thing, right? And so listen in to hear how he's going to try and turn a carpenter right, right into a podcaster to promote his carpentry business, right? Yeah, I follow a lot of these carpentry sites. I'm fascinated by carpentry, but it, I do it a lot on Instagram. And it's very visual. So I, it would be very interesting to see whether they could pull off uh, or YouTube channels obviously are, are good in the company, you know, because you're, you're physically creating something that people want to see, right? You're physically right, right. creating, you know, real things. Whereas this particular episode was all about him trying to tell a story around a piece of furniture. And once you could figure out what the story was, you'd be able to sell this furniture for, or this piece of you know, furniture for far greater you know, price than right, um, right. what it would typically. I didn't think the advice was crazy. It would have been, in, maybe this yeah. would be an interesting social experiment. You know, it would be interesting to see whether or not you know, his brother Ray could, could pull this off. 
But you're absolutely right. I uh, that that needed a hook. In fact, in my opinion, they all need hooks. There's no reason not to do the hook. If Josh is an expert on picking content out, then um, there should absolutely be a hook. As far as the title goes, again, the uh, lucky Titan. I, I'm not sure I know what that means. Uh, we've talked a lot about the fact that if you do um, use the word entrepreneur in your title, that many people cannot spell it. Uh, you <laughs> and I have had this discussion before. Um, yep. And when I read this, uh, or when I prepared for this, I thought that he should go down the, uh, or he should use the solopreneur word. If you don't think people can spell entrepreneur, uh, then maybe solopreneur is beyond the pale. But still, that would tell me, you know, I felt he could maybe build a niche around this idea. Because I think his audience, if you talk a little bit about audience, people that would relate to Josh are the people who really are going in this blind, right? Oh, I'm a, I'm a blind entrepreneur. Yeah. I... I'm right out of college or university or high school. And, you know, Josh is going to lay it out for me, right? He's going to show me how to do it step by step and in detail, in depth. He's going to analyze these businesses. If your audience is the younger demographic, right? Which is what I think he's going after, kind of the greener yeah. entrepreneur. Yep. Um, I think you can go, you try to go more in depth, spend more time. Yeah. And I like the way he spins the business around it. As a result, I think there's unlimited content. Yeah. Um, all right, so, so I want to go back to this concept of his trailer being a four-part thing that's an hour almost uh, of total content. Have you seen anybody else go at a podcast this way? Where in, I mean, because when we were researching this, right, all the advice seemed to be you want like a three-minute trailer, and we couldn't even pull it off, right? We couldn't do a trailer that was that short. We ended up with the About Us episode zero, which was uh, a little longer, uh, eight minutes, I think, right? To give us some time to explain what we're doing and why we're doing it. But he does, he starts his series with four episodes that are all kind of his backstory, just about him. Have you seen anybody else do anything like that? I don't think I have seen anybody. I can't, there's not any of the, you know, ones we've reviewed up to date that have done this. We really like this though, right? So Megan Dom did something like this. It was obviously a review of, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't something at the introduction, how she got into it, but we really do like these candid interviews where you just kind of talk to yourself um, yeah. and say, Hey, how's it, you know, here's why I'm here. It makes you very relatable. It makes you very human. These are enormously valuable components to your podcast. I mean, I recommend yeah. that to anybody. I think they, they are big wins. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was, it, it was interesting for me how much it changed my perspective, right? So I had listened to several episodes and then went back looking to see, you know, when the series started and, you know, what his first episode was like. And I found this four-part series and I listened to the whole thing and then went, Okay. Well, first of all, you know, it's hard to tell somebody's age from, you know, he's got that picture that's on his cover art and, right. um, and he doesn't look as young as I think he actually is, or he looks older than, uh, than he is in that picture. But yeah, he's clearly quite a young man. And yeah, I looked him up on this, LinkedIn. Yeah. I think he's just 20. I mean, he just graduated in 2018 and then did an MBA online. I, and he's not, I don't think he's a day over. 26, 27. Um, yeah. 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 And um, so, yeah, so that was, was very interesting to me that he didn't have 
significant success at anything really prior to starting the podcast. Right. But he was very transparent about it. He wasn't pretending or, you know, saying, oh, I got the answers and I've done all this. I've got this experience to share. And so I thought that was endearing to some degree. But it was also it made me want to think more about what has he learned uh, along the way. Right. So 260 episodes in how much smarter is he now and how much has he been able to translate that into success in his you know, podcast multiplier business. It's not really clear exactly how successful he is, although I gather he is doing, you know, pretty well with that business. And and I'm actually hoping that Josh will engage with us here uh, in this review you know, process and and talk with us afterwards, maybe even come on the show and, yeah. and, and talk to us as a, as a guest. I would push him towards that. Again, I brought up Megan Dome and the unspeakable podcast that we did. Yep a few weeks ago. I think that particular episode where she did a deep dive into analyzing her podcast and whether or not it's bringing her the results that she wants, yep. the candid, you know, that was very candid. Uh, those are, I, I just think those are enormously valuable to give your audience an update on, you know, how it's going yep. and uh, whether or not it's moving in the direction that you want it to move. I, I would absolutely love to hear those from, you know, people like Josh on a yeah. regular basis. Excellent. There's not much criticism here. I um, I would like to see yeah. a hook and you think that he's overly, he's overprepared. We're both big fans of preparation. So I, I, <laughs> yeah, I it's hard to I, criticize over yeah. preparation. So just one other comment here. So we generally, as part of our review, like to comment on the production aspects. The one note I made on this one, he doesn't try to do anything really fancy with the, no. with the editing here. Uh, he doesn't have advertisements. Really, he promotes his own business a little bit uh, in there. I think that's the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little disappointed in the music. So it's very limited. He has just a little bit of faint music in the background at the very beginning and at the end. And for a marketing guy, right, the music can be part of your brand, right? People hear the music at the beginning of your podcast and they, and they should recognize it, right? right. Oh, this, I agree. Very I got the known. right podcast. This is it. Yeah. I hear the music, right? And it goes. And, and after 260 episodes, there's still nothing recognizable or, or memorable about his music. Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. So I think that may be a slightly missed opportunity there in, in terms of branding that, uh, that the Lucky Titan should have a jingle, if you will, a sound, a style that you associate with the, with the podcast. So anyway, that was just one last thought that I had about the, the production. Again, no real creativity, no techniques or sound editing that you know, I made note of that went, oh, that was clever or you know, unique. You know, he pretty much stuck to a very standard format, record it. I don't think he even does that tight and editing on them as well, uh, like we do to cut out all of our nonsense <laughs> Uh, speech ticks and <laughs> mumbling and repeating ourselves. Yeah, I don't have yeah. any criticism about the production, but I think your music, um, your music um, comment is is very valid. It was it was it wasn't anything that I remembered, um, and there is great potential there to uh, 
to really get the audience drawn in right at the, right at the beginning. The hook and the music uh, can really play together and uh, and yeah. suck, you, suck you in at the beginning. Yeah. I, so I Josh, agree. focus on new listeners, right? Uh, I, I think that would be my takeaway is that you assume people who are listening to your podcast have been listening, you know, for a while. Right. For 200 right. episodes. For 200 episodes. Oh, I've, I've right. seen the, oh, I remember Lynn, or I remember, you know, when Tamik was on before, but right. you know, they have not, you know, you've got a deep dive into yeah. these businesses. Cool. Excellent. All right. That was our review of The Lucky Titan with Josh Tapp. Next week, we have our review of Block Crunch with Jason Choi, an excellent tech podcast produced in Hong Kong. Please subscribe so you never miss a review. You've been listening to No Harm in Asking with Michael Kerr and Eric Byron. Thanks for listening. If you'd like us to review your podcast, please let us know. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration.